This gospel message is brought to you by the redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. A very privileged place and time. This is the year of the Holy Spirit. And in particular, this is our month of Holy Spirit power. This is our month of Holy Spirit power. But we'll be quick because as usual on Thanksgiving Sunday, we have other things to do. And this will be followed by administration by the, by the power of the Holy Spirit from our pastor. I would have said after the service, let us enjoy the service, praise and worship, then go home to enjoy a very good Sunday lunch. But we are still fasting. Someone might be sitting there and say, unfortunately, we are fasting. But it is not unfortunately that we are fasting. Fortunately, we are in a good time and place. Because something good is going to come out of it. Tell your neighbor, something glorious is coming out of this fast. A positive surprise is coming out of this fast. Father, we thank you for another wonderful time. We place you on the highest place, just like that song. For you are the great high priest. Lord, we place you above all else. We have come to your presence this morning again. I can feel your move. I can feel your presence. Bless each and every one of us. And as many as are connecting online, they shall not be left out in the mighty name of Jesus. What I'm about to say is nothing new, actually. But the Lord is just wanting to bring to our remembrance some of the things that he has taught us before. In the book of John, it, it, it talks about the, the Holy Spirit, our helper, whom the Father has sent through Jesus, through him, will bring to our remembrance everything that he has taught us. And I'm just going to remind us a few things and we'll just key into them. And looking at the word power, what is power? I'm sure it's not something that we can go on and on and talk about because most of us can identify with power. I'm sure most of us understand what power is. All of us in one shape or form wants to dominate. And that is what God told us from the beginning. He says, we should dominate all things. After the creation, he created man and said we should dominate. So, if you you feel like dominating your environment, it's all good. It's all good. Everybody is looking for power in what shape or form. So I'm sure I will not go into that because I know everybody understands what power is or what it means when we say somebody is powerful. 
When we say a nation is powerful, we know what that means. Everybody is watching what is happening in the United States of America because in our eyes, they are a very powerful nation. So in my little understanding, what the Lord gave to me is that the ability to perform or the ability to, to, to do or make things happen, to cause a change or orchestrate a change. All the testimonies this morning, the Lord caused a change. The Lord orchestrated a change in the life of the people. That is the power that we are talking about. It can be a physical strength that we know, somebody who is muscular. It can be influence, somebody who is not muscular but have, he, he has influence. He can take a phone call and make things change. But to bring it home, we are talking about the Holy Spirit power. We are talking about the Holy Spirit power. Just a few things, just a few things first and foremost about power. Like I've said earlier, everybody is looking for power in what shape or form. Everybody wants to be influential. Everyone, everybody wants to be called before a decision is made. Husbands wants to have authority. Wives wants to be able to influence the decisions of their husbands. Children want to be powerful in their own right. In fact, they use it. Leaders want to be, have control over their followers. So, Everybody's looking for power. But the thing is, we are looking for power from various places. From different places, rather. And the place where you are looking for power can determine your outcome. That place can either make or break you. But I want to thank the Lord because where I'm looking for power for is from the Lord. The maker of heaven and the earth. Number two, the power that we are talking about, it is not your power because you can do nothing through, without Christ. The Bible says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You can do nothing. You can do nothing. The power that we are talking about is just a power that is made available to you. Through the Holy Spirit. Through the infilling of the Holy Spirit. It is not a power that you originated. It is not a power that came about because of your wealth or your connections. But of course, you are connected to the King of Kings. And it's a power that the Holy Spirit has made available to you. Number three. This power we are talking about, it does not have a lifespan. Most recently, before the 20th of January, we can say that Barack Obama was one of the most powerful, if not the most powerful person on earth. But after the inauguration of Donald Trump, of course, he went somewhere to retire. If he likes, he can call Donald and Donald can decide to ignore his call. There was a time to external. But the power that we are talking about is power for life. 
irrespective of the government, that power is still strong. Because it's the power of the Holy Spirit. So far you remain connected to the source. That power is available for you for life. The moment you step into salvation and you begin your walk with the Lord, that power is made available for you. There is no change of government. There is no inauguration of another government. There is no handing over. How long you want to use that power depends on you and I. Everybody wants power. In fact, a typical example is Donald Trump. He wants power so badly. He did everything. He changed the rule of politics. By every standard, he was a successful and he still is a very successful businessman. Rich, of course. But he, he was not powerful. And he thought to himself, getting to the presidency of the United States, we make him a very powerful person. It's just for a while. It's going to be, I don't know, at most eight years. That is if they allow him to spend eight years. We don't know what's going to happen. So the power that we're talking about is the power for life. I'm so excited about that. No wonder one of the prayer points we've been getting says, I will not be a man of yesterday. Because I will remain relevant. So far, I remain connected. That will be your story. In the mighty name of Jesus. Another thing about this power that we are talking about is that this power is incorruptible. That's a big saying that everybody talks about. Power corrupts. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. And we know examples of leaders in government who did everything tooth and nail to stay in government. Some say, even if I die, I die. They do everything. And some started out on a good path anyway. But at some point, the power became intoxicating. Dear friends, the power that we are talking about, the power of the Holy Spirit, cannot be, into, cannot be corrupted. Cannot be corrupted. Power that comes from money, can be corrupted. Power that comes from politics can be corrupted. Power that comes from, I don't know what, I don't know where, can be corrupted. But the power of the Holy Spirit, I wrote here, it is pure. It is pure. No wonder the Bible says every good and perfect gift comes from our Father, the Father of light, in whom there is no variableness or shadow. Everything is good from him. Of course, there are so many establishments with heads of government and, and MDs and CEOs. But people use their power 
or they are influenced in different ways. Some don't have good testimony. People don't have good testimony about some people. But the power of the Holy Spirit is pure. Is pure. And I want to bless the name of the Lord because that, that power is in the house. In the mighty name of Jesus. That power is at work in you. That power is at work in me. In fact, I can't stand here now. If not for the infilling of the power of the Holy Spirit, I, I can't stand before you guys. I can't. Because I have no basis to stand before you. But when the power of the Holy Spirit comes, you begin to do those things you cannot do before. It's just like someone who is drunk. You wonder, this guy is a very gentle soul. He used to sit down quietly, but after a few pints, he becomes very active. Of course, you know what I'm talking about, guys that go for end-of-year parties at work. And people begin to show their dancing skills. And some people will dance on the table. Some people will roll their head. And I was like, wow. But the power we're talking about will make you do exploit. In the name of Jesus. Our anchor verse, like we know, is from the book of Acts, verse 1. Chapter 1. Book of Acts, chapter 1. And I want us to quickly read from verse 4. To eight, and that will take us to the next place we are going, and I will round up because I don't have much to say. And what I'm talking about, I'm sure you know. I'm just bringing it to our remembrance by the help of the Holy Spirit. Acts one four to eight. Acts one four to eight. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem. But to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with, the, with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. But you shall receive power. Tell your neighbor you shall receive power. You shall receive power. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses to me. You shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem. And in all, remember, he said they should wait first. They should not depart. But now, after the power has come, he's saying that they shall be his witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost end, end of the earth. And that takes me to the next section, which is the last part of this sharing, I will say. A few things about, not even if it's a long, I have a long list of things about the Holy Spirit's power. Remember, we started out by talking about what is power. Everybody wants to be powerful. What other thing do you say about power, please? Just to check that you are following me. It intoxicates, yeah? 
Yeah, this power we're talking about is pure. And we did say that everybody is looking for power in one shape or form. We want to be influential. I want to have power over my daughter. The last two days, she tested my authority to the fullest. And I was holding myself back, especially because I know I'm ministering today. I was holding myself back that, no, daughter, you will not make me angry. I was called. She's doing shit. I said, leave her. Ignore her. (laughs) She tested as if she knew. She pushed it to the limit. Because I felt, oh, I was powerless. I wanted to have authority in that household. So it's not... (laughs) But I'm a man under authority. So I had to hold myself. I thank God I was able to hold myself. But I'm sure she will not try tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Praise the Lord. So, this power we are talking about, I said earlier, that it is not the power that you originated yourself. Is a power that was made available to you through the infilling of the Holy Spirit. That power that I was craving for in the last two days was because I'm a father. The Lord has put me in that position to be a father. And that came with it. And I was like, I wanted to exercise that power. So it's not the power that I originated. It's the power that is being given, seeded to you. This power is for life. As far as I live, I remain a father. I want to exercise that fatherly authority on her until she leaves and cleaves to somebody else. I know my boundaries, right? And this power is pure. It's incorruptible. So, just to remind us quickly, and I'll just say this longly. It's just, the Lord was just bringing these things to me, and I was just writing them down. That the things about the Holy Spirit power, I will just go through them. And you can identify areas where you want God to, to, that power to be alive in you. It's inexhaustible. As I was writing, I was, remember, I was remembering more. I was like, wow. So uh, are you telling me, Lord, that if I am filled with the Holy Spirit, I have all this power? Is that how powerful am I, really? The first thing is power to witness. Power to witness. I'm going to rush through them because there are many and I want to hand over the microphone shortly. Power to witness. Not only witness, witness everywhere. Like I said in passing, I couldn't have stood here anyway. But the Holy Spirit gives us the power to mean to witness and witness not only where you are, to witness to the uttermost end of the earth. I wrote here again, power to progress. Because we saw earlier part of those verses that he said, stay. Don't go yet. Don't progress on that journey yet. Until, until, endued with the power. So, I sense in my spirit that the only, the, the, the Lord is taking us on an old, on a Holy Spirit ride this year. Better relax and enjoy that flight. There are flights, there are flights. 
People talk about different some types of... Somebody was talking to us in a small gathering recently, and they were talking about the kind of flight that we have now, the ones that you can chat while flying, the ones that you can make phone calls while flying. I was saying, really? So, there are flights, but when the Holy Spirit takes you on a flight, enjoy that flight. And that is what, that journey, that is what the Holy Spirit is taking us to. Remember in January, what did the Holy Spirit say? Holy Spirit joy. This month is Holy Spirit's power. Aha. And there are many more to come. So I just sense in my spirit that the Lord is going to take us on all, on those good things the Holy Spirit can do for you throughout the year. So relax. And I will sound a note of warning again. It's been sounded before. Do not be cynical. Connect. For those that were connecting to the prophecies and those that were recording the prophecies, brother, connect. So I'll read the remaining. Power to have revelation. We can see that in Acts 1.16, Ephesians 1.17. I'll rush through them. Power to be wise. Power to be wise. Also in Ephesians 1.17, you will see that there. Power to make utterance. We saw that in the case of Stephen, when he was talking. And when the disciples, apostles, when they were in Acts 2, 4, they spoke in other tongues. It was an utterance. They were not speaking jargons. And the Lord gave them wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. Power to have a good reputation. When they were looking for who to send, who to use, and they were saying, we are looking for a person of good reputation. And it was recorded of Stephen that he was filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And they said he was a man with good reputation. Power to be wise. Acts 6, 3. Power to do signs and wonders. And these signs shall follow you. Acts 6, 5a and 8. Acts 2, 43. Power to dream again. And not only dream again, power to dream big. Power to have faith and keep believing. Power to minister. We remember Peter's sermon, so powerful. In Acts 2, 14 to 38, Peter was filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Power to see visions, power to dream dreams. Acts 2, 17. Power to prophesy. I will pour out my spirit in those days. And they shall prophesy. Acts 2, 18. Even in Zechariah and Luke, we saw the power he has to prophesy. Luke 1, 67. Power to pray. You need power to pray. You need power to pray. Power to be united. We are in the fountain of love, church. We need the power of the Holy Spirit to unite us. Acts 4.32. Haha. <laughs> Hear this one. Power to love one another. Power to pref- love one another and prefer one another. To share all things in common. Except your spouses. Acts 4.34 to 35 and 37. If you read that account very well, none among them lacked because they preferred one another.
power to work, serve, and function. You need power to do that. Power to be fruitful. Physically, you need power to be fruitful. Mary, the mother of Jesus, had that experience in Matthew 1.18. And in Luke, that account is still there. That was our experience. Luke 135, we saw there. And spiritually, we need the power to bear fruits. The fruits of the spirits in Galatians 2, 23 and 24. Power to grow the ministry, to grow the church. Acts 2, 46 to 47. I don't, we, we don't need to expand too much on these things. You just need power to do these things. You can't do them of your own accord. Power to advance. Keep moving in spite of challenges and adversity. You need power, you need courage. Power to be a parent or a child. You need power to be one. To be a mother, to be a father, to be a wife, son, daughter. Power to rise up again. The Bible says a righteous man will fall seven times. But it will rise up. When you're on the floor, what do you need to rise? Power. You need power to rise up. You need strength. Power to forgive. Power to be bold. Power to be truthful and trustworthy. Some people struggle in that area. They are not trustworthy at all. Power not to sin. Power not to fulfill the lust of the flesh, as we can find in Galatians 2.16. Power to interpret dreams, mysteries like Daniel and Joseph. Power to have understanding and to have wisdom. Let me summarize. We can go on and on. And on. You, can, you can extend it, but let me summarize it. Power to function where God has called you to be. And the power to be who God wants you to be. No wonder David said, Cast me not away from your presence, O God, and do not take your Holy Spirit away from me. Because without that, he is, is nobody. And you might be wondering, it's Thanksgiving service. Why are we going on? I've not heard you talk about the reasons for Thanksgiving. Why I must, the usual things that we talk about. If I'm this powerful in Christ, if I'm this powerful when I am connected in the Spirit and I have the Holy Spirit upon my life, I need to thank God for the source. I need to thank God because that power has been made available to me. And that is the reason why when we think about this thing, we will just be on our feet and thank God. Let us rise up and thank God for the power that is made available to us. Tell your neighbor you're a powerful man or a woman. Tell your neighbor you're a powerful woman. The only thing there in the equation is the fact that there must be salvation in the picture. There must be Christ in the picture. 
or else <laughs> you are powerless. Or else you are powerless. Let's thank the Lord for, for, for power that we have in Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus, let's just begin to thank God. Daddy, I just want to bless your name for this power. Power that is pure. Make me progress to the next level. The Lord deserves to be praised. Thank God that in Christ Jesus we are powerful and we can do great and mighty things. Thank you for your word. He said, you send your word and he heals and delivers them from their destruction. Thank you for your son whom we have used to bring this word to us. I pray the manifest presence of that power will never diminish in his life. For all your children who have ministered in one form or another since we started, in teaching the classes, in praying, in playing instruments, in leading us in worship and accompanying the worship, Father, we thank you. In testimonies, we thank you. Take the honor and the glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Sit down for about two minutes and then I'll just uh, mention one or two things to us. We really, really thank God for what he's doing. Um, I was listening to the testimonies remotely. I was practically screaming. God has been very good to us. He is the only one that could have done those things and will return the honor and glory to him. And some of those testimonies, they are particularly either the job, fantastic, I followed it very quick, uh, very closely. But some of the medical ones are very, very, I mean, it's person that is on you know, diet recording, essentially stripped down morphine. And the hospitals could give her 120, 100 plus. They've completely lost hope that if they call it just pain management. It's incredible. It's just, it blows my mind. Um, and there she was, just God met her. Uh, no human being laid hand on her, God touched her. 
God will touch you. And we shall enjoy the wonders of our God like never before in Jesus' name. In the past week, and, and we can go on and on from, you know, they were all just fantastic. We, we give honor to our God. Now, in the last week, just for another 10 minutes or so, hopefully we'll, we'll just pray and then do the thanksgiving. We started the 21-day um, prayer starting on Monday. And the summary of the week were two things that stood out. I want us to pray about them again because they stuck with me. And I'm trusting God as we pray them through. Uh, victory shall be permanent in our lives in Jesus' name. Uh, the first thing that we saw in summary is taken from Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27. It went known verse to us. I want us to pray it in batches. And I think we just take Ezekiel 37, maybe two, three verses there. And then um, a few words are coming to my heart of what God wants to do. Uh, if he gives us the go-ahead, we mention those things. And God will do what he does and does well. Amen. All right, it shall come to pass in that day that his body, he's talking about somebody else's body, it could be demon, it could be a ruler, it was a ruler in contest here, will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck. And the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. It's not the anointing oil, I, I think NKJV stretched it there, it's just because of the anointing. And I want us to look at, there are three things there that I see as steps, and they are very crucial that we pray those three things very well. Before we go back to them, and um, please put that slide on the screen for me. Uh, it was a last minute thing I quickly put together for you to see. And you need to understand it, all right? Uh, that is the, which one do you want? You want to point to this one? Okay. I point to the center one. This is the yoke. Is that okay? All right. Where is the body? That's the body. And that's the body. The body is what is pulling. Yes. And so, when you look at that Bible verse, it says that it will take the body away from your shoulder. Now, is the, when the animals are pulling, it is the shoulder they use to pull. Because the muscle of the shoulder is what they use to pull it. And so, it said that in stepwise order, the first thing that needs to be removed is the body. They need to unclip. Oh, I wish I got another picture. There's usually a hook that we use to attach it to the, what do you call that thing in there? Plow. All right? So, you need to take that hook out and release that particular, you know, uh, creature that is being put under forced labor. Now, there are many things in our lives that are burdens that we are carrying. And the first thing that God wants to do, he wants to remove those burdens. For some, it was burden of pain, constant pain. For some, it was burden of lack of progress at work. For some, it was, ah, why can't I be a director? And before the word came out, by the Spirit of the Lord, the person said, that is me. So whatever burden we are carrying, God is a burden remover. And once he removes the burden, that is not the end of the story. Because we pray about burdens this morning, or this afternoon. But after the burden, there comes the... And if you got that place very well, he said, we remove the body from your shoulder, the yoke from your And so when you take out the yoke, nobody can come and put another body there again. Because most of the challenges we are having is that body has been removed and then body has been brought back again. Why? Because there's a yoke. 
That's why people call it a repetitive problem. I was sacked by the last job. I got another one. They sacked me again. Yoke was re- sorry, the body was removed, but the hook was still there, and they hooked you again. They will not hook you. They will not hook you. Then it went on. He said, after the yoke has been removed from the neck, what do you do to the yoke? You then destroy it. Meaning nobody can pick that yoke ever again and put it on your neck. Yokes are customized for every animal. They try to adjust it with a little bit of pain over there so that I can sit well. But so, so a good degree, you can't put this kind of yoke on a very skinny animal. You think we just come out of his head. So yokes, they are reasonably well made. So once the yoke that belongs onto this one has been destroyed, removed and destroyed, you can be sure it will go on in life. Jump up on your feet and pray with me. Hallelujah. 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 As the man of God has said, there are many things the Holy Spirit can do. See that long list. It might be challenges, it might be wisdom, it might be whatever you are looking for. But there's a burden that somebody carried in here today. The master says, I will remove that body. Even if you don't have a personal body, usually there are family bodies. If you don't have a family body, I can assure you there is a corporate body in this local church. We want to reach out. It's a body. We've not got it to where we want to be. It's a body. Somebody there with me. And so that body, the Lord said, first of all, before we remove the yoke, and it's only by the power of the anointing. Hallelujah. He has promised that he would deliver us. There shall be no hard labor. You will not be compelled to do what you are not called to do. Popping pills is not what God has called you for. Did you hear me? Popping pills is not what God has called you for. That's hard labor. That is a burden. And that burden is being removed. Lift up your voice and say, Father. Lift up your voice and say, Father. In the name of Jesus. Your word says, it shall come to pass in that day. Father, I believe that today is that day. Therefore, Daddy, remove the body from my shoulder. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voices and pray. Key unto that, it shall come to pass. Perennial sickness. A sister, monthly pain. Monthly pain. And she was nursing, the period pain, she was nursing us a pain. And God says, enough of the body. The same God is in the house today. And he's saying, enough of your own body. The house of God is a place of deliverance. The house of God is a place of liberty. And we have come into the place of deliverance and the place of liberty today. Body has been removed. And we shall testify of your goodness for our world. The world is waiting to have their bodies removed. Raise me up to be able to testify of your power. Thank you, Rock of Ages. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Yokes 
are usually things that are even ancestral. And they need to be removed and be destroyed. And God is more than able to let things that are running in our families to come to an abrupt end. Remember, it shall come to pass in that day. When is that day? When is that day? And you're going to call on the name of the Lord. The reason why we are trusting God for miracles and for deliverance, there are usually no more than three. Number one, so that you can find relief. <laughs> Every other thing is by the way. Jesus never made any pretense. She will saw somebody, so he will saw somebody suffering. He will attend to them, and his compassion will flow. You must have relief. If you as an ordinary human being, you can feel for other people, you can know how Jesus is feeling for you. You must have relief. Number two reason, so that God may be glorified. Number three, so that others can come to Jesus. And so anybody that tells you otherwise, they are not preaching the gospel. I stand in the above all names. Jesus Christ reach out through doing signs and wonders. And that's why God has said this is our best year. And you can see the sign manifesting already. When I left my room after hearing those testimonies, one word that came out to me is that your own shall not be difficult. You will not be an exception. Push your heart that about 32 years ago, I was healed of her. Maybe she had, maybe she didn't remember. No, it was not for sure. Judith. She must have heard about it 32 years ago. The same circumstance I was in. I had my burial meal to show for it at that time. That's about the best we do. Um, you know, gastroscopy was not very common at that time. And the, 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 the scar at, in my, in my in, inside, let me bore you with the thing. The, 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 the radiologist said that you must be operated very soon or else it will block completely. When also happens, it heals with a scar, like any other thing heals. And therefore, it can then block the, 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 the passage of food. And I was so close to that. I just gave my life to Christ. Isn't this God good? I didn't even know how to pray. I could pray, our Father, who art in heaven, which is a good prayer. To cut the long story short, since that time that the Lord healed me, all sorts of fasting. Some of them out all sorts. All sorts. Three days, four days, five days, ten, fifteen, two hundred, not hundred yet. Not hundred. I've done hundred day after well. Not no, I'm continuous. I'm talking about this one, I'm telling you. Oh. <laughs> and yet not a wink of it. Sometimes I check myself. There are things that I need to check to make sure that I wasn't bleeding at all. Not a single bleeding. That same God is alive today. And so where I was, brethren, is that yokes must be taken from our necks. So that affliction will not occur a second time. And while I was listening to that testimony, who was the one again? That was, there was one that the Lord mentioned to me. I said, double, double. Most probably, who was the one with that, like, double testimony? Was uh, given visa and then was, uh, your name is coming up today, and then she got, uh, which word did she get again? Healing. 
And the Lord is saying, these things will be happening in multiples in our lives. Because all our attention is that Lord, first resolve, just resolve this job. We'll come back to health. Then after that, we can then start talking about children. But the Lord is saying, he will do all. So that the glory may belong unto him. Very short and sharp. Father, according to your word, remove the yoke from my neck and destroy it by the anointing. Today, in the name of Jesus, lift up your voices, brothers and sisters, and pray. We got very few minutes to do this work. Believe God and he will perform his counsel in your life. Remove the yoke from my neck. Remove it. Remove it, my Lord. And destroy the yoke. Nobody will ever yoke me again. No demon, no devil will ever yoke me again. I am free. If the sun shall make you free, you will be free indeed. In the name of Jesus, receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Corporately, the yoke is removed from our necks. In the name of Jesus. And it is destroyed by the power of the anointing. And we are free. We are free. We are free. Thank you, Rock of our salvation. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. These 40 days, is there are days of prayer. I mentioned to you before, some fasting and praying, I said, the emphasis is on fasting. Some, their emphasis is on, this one, the emphasis is on what? Fast, but the emphasis is on prayer. There are times like that when we could call fasting and prayer. Believe you me, I, I pray. But because some of them are all sorts of mishmash, seven days here and there, no food or whatever. And then I just say, hmm, Father. But this one, the Lord said, prayer, prayer. And as we pray, and I could see the spirit. One of the things I pray that, Lord, ignite this place with the spirit of prayer. Amen. If you think there's any way forward outside calling on the name of him who answers prayers, you are joking. And all prayer lives will be transformed on it these days. Because even prayerlessness is a yoke. It's been broken. And we shall walk free in Jesus' name. While we are still on that way, I put Ezekiel chapter 37 on the screen. Somebody will write eye pain. The Lord is touching you. If you are in the house, to be sure, write eye pain. Please wave your hand to me. Anybody write eye specifically. Lou, Lou, wave it very well. Don't be shy. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. Receive that touch of the Lord. Mm, I think, please quickly confirm. I think those are the ones the Lord just wanted to just lay in agreement with you. It's your faith that we do it. Your faith in Christ. Please come forward quickly. Uh, we're not going to pray. We just touch you by the special grace of God. And there shall be deliverance in Jesus' name. Release your hand upon this one, Father, in the name of Jesus. Receive the touch of the Lord right now in the name of Jesus. Receive the touch of the Lord right now. Receive the touch of the Lord. God bless you. The Lord has done. Let's put our hands together for him. He's the miracle worker. Miracle worker. Miracle worker. Come and do a miracle. A miracle today. Changer. Destiny changer, destiny mm-hmm. changer, destiny changer, come 
of that one, you know, you don't, okay, maybe I may assume. Ezekiel 37 very quickly, please. Ezekiel 37. The hand of the Lord came upon me. One of the prayers we pray this week is about the hand of the Lord. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley and it was full of bones. Verse 2 quickly. I need to quickly join the prayers together. Ah, Lord have mercy. Then it caused me to pass by them all around, and behold, there were very many in the open valley, and indeed they were very dry. Go back to verse 1 again. A man was taken into the valley of dry bones, but because the hand of the Lord was upon him, he was not afraid. Even though I walked through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no Oh, you think it's funny? The man was, it was, it was dry bo- The man was commanding and doing things. No matter, even if you I mean, I've seen some of the Holocaust pictures. He still give me shivers. But the man was there because the hand of the Lord. Fear shall be dead away within your life. Because many times, fear is the greatest killer. One of the things the Lord has been saying that we deal with Johnny this season. Every fear shall be subdued. But we just pray it as one prayer. The hand of the Lord came upon me. You will ask for the hand of the Lord to rest upon you. Lord, rest your hand upon me. Lord, place your hand upon me. Lord, let your hand rest upon me. Pray it in your own way. We will not pray it with any direction. But as you lift your voices and know where you want the hand of the Lord to rest, you will see his glory made known. Rest your hand upon your church. Rest your hand upon our community. Rest your hand upon our families, oh God. And as you rest there, power will come. The spirit of the Lord we make us to do exploits and his name shall be glorified thank you rock of ages in Jesus mighty name we pray in Jesus mighty name we pray because God is a faithful God from this moment onward nothing good shall be impossible for you When you dream big, you will enter into big testimonies in the name of the Lord Jesus. We are not ashamed of the cross of Jesus. We are not ashamed of your name. And that's why we confidence our boldness we know. And we are flowing along the path you are leading us as a group of people. To see your mighty deeds in our midst. So that the world outside there may believe, Lord, that person who has given up, hope is revived in your life right now in the name of Jesus. And you are coming back here to testify. The voice of the enemy you shall not hear. As many as I see doubting, doubt is out of your life. Faith is settling into your life right now. And as you believe the Most High God, you will come back and testify in the name of the Lord Jesus. 
That person, Lord, who has been having stiffness in the neck, by the power in the anointing, let that stiffness, which is like a yoke around your neck, let it be removed and broken right now. And you will walk in liberty. Father, we thank you. As we continue our daily prayers tomorrow in the morning and in the evening, Lord, glorify your name here. You promised us that during this season, you will heal many. You told us on day one, you said you will do many signs. And you have not failed. You have remained truthful. What can we say but to say thank you? We adore you. We worship you. Please accept our thanks. Accept our praise. Jesus, mighty name we pray. Somebody shout hallelujah. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.